Hey, what's up, guys? This is Rico from the Made in China podcast and Source for Asia. I am coming to you live from Dubai. <laughs> yeah, I've been traveling. I've been on vacation. That's why the this week's episode is late.、Um, this week, I this this week's episode, I sat down with Marcello, our marketing intern. If any of you guys have been following the podcast for a while, you'll know who he is. I've spoken about him a bit.、Uh, we had. We were hiring for the summer.、Uh, Marcello has now been with us for like a month. Things have been going great, and、uh, super happy to like. Just I just wanted to like, basically use this as a bookmark on his time in China because I feel like, you know, he could look back at this podcast, and I could look back at this podcast a year from now, and just see how far we've taken things. So、um, yeah,、uh, it's a pretty short, simple, sweet episode, and、uh, without further ado, enjoy it. No, I'm not done. <laughs> Keep in mind, guys. We we started a YouTube channel.、Uh, it's called Source Finesia YouTube channel. So check it out. That we have very long form videos where I talk more specifically about manufacturing. We've had like you know the five、uh, you know the mistakes that people make when visiting a factory.、Uh, you know, just very detailed. You know, dealing with QC issues with the factory, how to deal with hostile suppliers. Uh, and we're going to be releasing a video every week, so stay tuned. Please check out the YouTube channel. I'll link it up in the show notes as well. And yeah, enjoy. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. Right.、Uh, so let's start at the beginning. First time you decided to come to China. Why? Why? Yep.、Uh, first time that I came in China was、uh, last summer. Was July. I just wanted to, you know, see how China was because it 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 has always like、uh, fascinate me in a certain way, business perspective.、Mm-hmm. My dad used to do business here, so. I just wanted to come here and see what I was like, what I was about to find. And you had an interesting story about being supposed to—you were supposed to be in Guangzhou, and then you ended up in Shenzhen. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy.、Yeah. Actually, my flight landed in、uh, Guangzhou, but、uh, I was passionate about electronics, right? And、uh, there was this bus that was going straight to Shenzhen. I didn't have an house.、Uh, Booked. I didn't have anything. One job. I just came here like without nothing, right? So I said, okay, why not? Let's go to Shenzhen. Let's do those two months down there.、Mm-hmm. So like that was last year. There, so you were there for two months. What were you? What were you doing? So as soon as I arrived there, my initial idea was to go to a university, find a, a like a room there, a study Chinese there. But after the first day, the first day I went to the university,、uh, I went into this room that they wanted to rent me. It was like full of molds,、so、like it was dirty. There was like a black spot on the bed, and they say it was like a luxury room for like foreigners, right? <laughs> I've seen, I've seen my、uh, my old Chinese employees their 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 dorms. It was depressing, very depressing. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 live like in this、uh, 
they share like a room f- with four, four people, people, yeah, and they pay like eight hundred RMB for six months, yeah. which is like it's nothing. It's nothing. Really yeah, shit. it's like oh, it's, it's like a hundred and it's like a hundred and twenty dollars, hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, I mean now I'm paying four thousand for one room in a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you can imagine what you get for eight hundred RMB. <laughs> so uh, you, I, I mean, I've talked about this on the podcast. Like, obviously, now you're working as a marketing intern. How did you come across my business and like how did you come across me? Yeah. Uh so as I said I'm passionate about business, right? And uh I'm passionate about China, especially after my experience last year in Shenzhen. So like in um, December 2016, January 2017, I started looking on some videos on YouTube. I got to know the enter China community. So team Nick uh, and then like uh, in the last video especially I saw that it was Luke you Rico mm-hmm. and uh, Michelin in some of the videos and what I did essentially since uh, my intention was to really go in China I start something there like start a business there I really wanted to get in touch with those people so I start emailing them like uh, I was st- kind of spamming <laughs> everybody of the community so I was spamming Rico. Uh, I sent a message to Nick as well. But actually, you were the only one that replied to me. And like that was a case because you replied to me. It was yeah, yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect timing because at the time uh, I think I just made the page for the interns for the intern <laughs> summer intern applications. And I mean, I'd been something I'd been thinking about doing for over one year it was trying to get somebody from outside of china to come in so it was it was perfect timing for me you know um what so when i responded like we, we went back and forth and then i think I, you filled out the form and stuff the application um yeah what was your first thought like what were your first thoughts so when you talked to me and like when i when we were talking about what you could do when you come here what, what, what was your initial impression well uh i was excited Mm-hmm. I was excited because uh, I couldn't wait to meet like all those people that I was watching on YouTube. You know? I was learning from them. I couldn't wait to actually meet them for real. And my first impression was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to China. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to China. I'm going to meet these guys. I was so like craving of learning stuff about business, uh, especially in China. Uh, I so really wanted to do that. And then once like I found the opportunity, once you gave me the opportunity to learn from you that was like that's great <laughs> couldn't be better yeah i mean for me it's just uh like i moved to china when i was 22 i understand the value so like coming here at this age because you're 20 now like it's a perfect time to come and learn from other people that have done it you know Mm-mm. yeah absolutely so you got to china just over one and a half weeks ago what yeah. are your? I mean, Guangzhou is this, this is the longest time you spent in Guangzhou, or yeah, my lo- my first time actually. I mean, I landed in Guangzhou, but I've yeah. been in Guangzhou just uh, for like I just got out from the airport, I got in that bus, you know. <laughs> so like I would say one minute in Guangzhou, yeah, one minute in Guangzhou. Okay, so uh, compared Shen compare compare Shenzhen to Guangzhou. Yeah, well, how do you feel? Shenzhen is a uh, quite modern like uh, it's just 30 years old uh, like 30 years ago was just a village now is a, a metropolitan city with more than 
15 millions of people. It's uh, really modern. Guangzhou has more story. Like uh, you can go to the old town and see kind of the old, the real China, mm-hmm. and this really fascinate me in a certain way, point of view. Guangzhou so far, I like Guangzhou so far. Uh, I've been uh, I've been meeting loads of people. I I think that it's just about the people that you met, because mm-hmm. once you you live in a nice nice house and uh, you got uh, you're surrounded by people that share the same interests that you got you feel home in a way see in Shenzhen I couldn't have that environment the kind of people around me steady hitting one job is uh, essentially what I have yeah I think for me I prefer I prefer Guangzhou to Shenzhen because of the history uh, I feel like Shenzhen is a little bit too it's like it's too cold and clinical like it's just it was manufactured it was planned you know uh, it's doing, all it, doing doing yeah business business and then it's it's very spread out like uh, there's there's some benefits to shenzhen if you are specifically working like in in, in tech you know uh, the ironic thing is most of our factories are in shenzhen so it would make sense if we had an office there but for the lifestyle for the people that you meet the history i think guangzhou is a, is a much better city for them for those reasons i agree what about first week and a half working in the office what have you been up to? Ah, the office is great. <laughs> My colleagues also are really great. We we are we are friends already. Like uh, we went out together with like uh, an office party last Friday. Uh, I mean, there is connection between the team, and I really like this uh, kind of environment around me. Mm-hmm. Uh, working, speaking, I've been working. Uh, creating content and editing content for social media platforms so Instagram, Facebook and YouTube especially and now we are ready to create way more content and publish more like good quality content also on YouTube we show we we like it's not that we hope because we know that we'll bring results in the wrong way. I'm yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I keep on talking about it. It's like with the podcast, I don't really have too many competitors with the podcast in my in my industry, and then and then on YouTube, there's like nobody. Uh, you were watching the, the what was it, Asian Pro Source? Yeah, you were watching some of his videos today. Like, what did you think? It's very basic video. Yeah. It's uh, it's not really like engaging. It's uh, an old style way to share content, which just doesn't work anymore in the 2017. Yeah, it's like the, the information that those guys are giving are really good. Um, you know, obviously they're professional. They understand they've been working in the in- probably working in the industry much longer than I have. But like f- me being my age, understanding the kind of content, because I'm a fan of yeah. Gary Vee. I'm a fan of like uh, Ty Lopez and like all these guys. So I come from that generation. I understand know that kind of content more and then same thing with you so i feel like we have an opportunity here to like completely dominate at least video content and podcasting podcasting we can we could do more i think if we're releasing more episodes um we could dominate that and then also just like advertise not advertising in terms of paid advertising but like outreach like going to getting engaging with like reddit and the, the amazon fba groups on facebook like that's all stuff that I just haven't had time to do. So I think you know. this uh, one point that you get because uh, most of uh, the videos that I found about 
uh, on YouTube about sourcing and manufacturing uh, are made by oh, kind of old guys, mm-hmm. which uh, know that, I mean, know how to upload a video on YouTube, uh, I mean, but uh, they don't really know how to reach all the possible clients that they can mm-hmm. get. Like, mm-hmm. you know about uh, the possible client can be an Amazon FBA sellers, and you know how to reach uh, those clients on Facebook and other platforms. I don't think that those guys are able to do it, or like, they came from any, a different generation, you know? They're probably not even thinking about it. They're not really, because I, I think a lot of those guys are just thinking, well, you know, traditionally they've gotten customers through uh, referrals. Yeah. You know, other people, their customers recommending. And that's that's a big part of how we've gotten customers. But if I look at like the past five inquiries that we got, like in the last week, at least four out of five said they heard me on the podcast, mm-hmm. you know. So for me, I've seen the power. And then when I was doing the EC thing, when I was when I was a partner with Enter China, I mean, that's how you found me. Like, is I noticed the power of, of video. It does when work. It. It's very powerful. Yeah, it does work. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, I'm excited to hit it hard with that. Like my goals for this year, I don't know if you listened to that, that podcast, but my goals for this year were basically to to make a video every month. Yeah. But I mean, if we're going to do a video every week, I'm going to con- completely destroy my goals. And we already started. There's, there's already one video up on YouTube. By the time this podcast comes out, there'll probably be two or three videos up. Um, and then, of course, on Instagram, at SourceFindAsia, I've got we've got short clips there with you know informative yeah, published content yeah. every day videos yeah. three videos per week yeah even more sometimes yeah. so uh, yeah and then we're gonna be blogs like we've got a PDF coming out like it's we're really gonna be pushing hard with the content we're grinding <laughs> <laughs> um, hustling as Gary would say yeah and I mean another thing another thing is like being able to utilize all like for example we're doing the podcast right now we recorded a little bit of video of the podcast we're going to use that in some way yeah. you know just being able to use the content in different ways uh, and yeah we'll see we'll see what's going to happen i'm excited i'm excited so obviously what is what is your plan like you're, you're taking a, a gap year from school yeah and, and then you, you so you basically want to come here learn about manufacturing learn about business in china steal my connections and then, <laughs> and then start your own business is that that's the plan <laughs> steal is a big word <laughs> no I, i'm into like my interest is um into marketing so i'm more passionate about that aspect of business mm-hmm. so yeah my intention for uh, this year is to whether taking a gap year or whether go for like one week in uk register for the final year of the university and then coming back here and just go back uh, to do exams. Uh, that was like the perfect solution. So I don't have to come back after one year in China, in UK to finish my degree because uh, uh, I know that, that a degree will not bring me where I want to go. Uh-huh. Like I don't want to like a job in a corporate uh, company. I don't want that. I want to open my own company. I want to have my own team like you are doing now. Uh, that That's my ambition for the future. I don't know how long it will take me, but I know that the best way that uh, I have to do it the uh, most quickly possible is by learning from uh, you, Rico, and uh, how you manage the team. Because I see things 
that uh, I didn't see before, like I, Slack, uh, Asana. Those are tools like they are powerful, mm-hmm. really. Especially if you're dealing with uh, an international team, mm-hmm. and you cannot stick around the same office for like a month, days. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the funny thing with those apps is like a lot of people feel like it's a lot of work or, you know, it's kind of like boring to, to log all these tasks and write in them. But the reality is like, if you, it depends, what do you, what kind of business do you want to run? Do you want to run like a very basic business where you guys write down everything and nothing is tracked and nothing is online? Like there's businesses that are very successful like that, but those businesses are going to die. You know, they're going to die in the next 10 to 20 years and then also if you look at like for me my idols or the businesses that i admire like when you look at facebook instagram um i'm not sure i'm not so sure about gary v's businesses and how what he uses in, in terms of systems but like the big companies in silicon valley they use these kind of applications they use similar structures to what i'm trying to implement and i'm not saying i want to create a billion dollar business but i want to emulate those businesses i don't want to make some sort of like shitty you know old school business where we're not systemizing and tracking and like you know moving forward so yeah that's that's the thing is i find that i've had a few employees in the past who came on and they were like oh this is like too much like why are we why are we doing all this stuff and i already know like within the first couple weeks if the person is actually actually understands the value or they don't and and ironically uh, not to put any pressure on you but like the, most of the, the the people that didn't understand the value were guys <laughs> for some reason for some reason i've had issues with dudes working for me yeah. uh, so far we're okay right uh, so far we're fine yeah we don't have any issues um yeah I, I don't know what else is there anything else that you wanted to to talk about or or touch actually no let's let's um before we go like why don't you give a little bit of history like your background uh your dad and all that stuff ah yeah sure uh so i'm from italy i came from a small town in the south of italy so if you know the boot shape of italy i'm from the hill (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah i came from a family of entrepreneur my dad is an entrepreneur since he was uh 18 years old he bought his first house when i was 21 and uh, it's always been uh, like uh, going back uh, and going to China from Italy for business. Uh, we reached our peak uh, in uh, 2000. My dad reached his peak in 2004, 2006, when we managed to have like 36 retail shops all over the Italy, all over Italy. But then, you know, the crisis uh, crashed uh, Italy, the economic economical crisis crash Italy so it it us as well uh, now we're back on track we got uh, three different clothing brands and we are distributors of those brands that we own uh, in Italy Spain and uh, Germany nice. as well yeah uh, me as instead uh, as I said I'm Italian but I moved to UK when I was 18 years old to do university there and I'm studying marketing and uh, I got a blog is uh, called Aspiring Entrepreneurs. And in that blog, I speak about uh, marketing topics, entrepreneurial topics. I speak about motivation, fear of uh, doing what you really like about your life. We had a team of four people behind. And yeah, 
my aim is to speak about marketing and everything do some content marketing right and you guys have like a distributed team right like you have guys in different places yeah that's cool yeah. about asana that when i i first like uh know about asana from you i said this was this was what i really wanted you know yeah. what i what i needed but i didn't know existed something like that yeah. so i said yes first thing learn <laughs> So are you gonna? You already told you. I guess you probably already told your partners about that. Like you're gonna try to. I think you already made an Asana like for that, like a personal Asana profile, right? I create a personal yeah. Asana profile. Uh, a friend of mine is coming here. Is moving here because the idea was to open a, like a, a business together. I know that I cannot make anything by myself alone because business is about collaborating with others right yeah you you cannot succeed well alone. you can if you're doing like a e-commerce drop shipping amazon fba business you know those are the ones where people are just sitting on a laptop by themselves or if you're an author but like for the kind of stuff that you want to do and the kind of stuff that i want to do it, it it involves people and i i don't know i don't like the idea of sitting by myself I don't like it yeah no it's not it's not fun like it's way more fun like <laughs> having a team yeah. uh, having uh parties in yeah. the office and uh, yeah and also it's it's more challenging because you have to deal with people and people are people yeah. right so people have their own personal lives there's emotions all that stuff that's always interesting for me to to handle but like yeah no i i wouldn't want to be working by myself you know in in, in, a, in a coffee shop not no I'm also because who is, or, who is um, booking the, ta- the Didi taxi for you? <laughs> <laughs> there is a, there is a thing. Booking my Ubers? <laughs> it doesn't speak Chinese. <laughs> so someone has to call the Didi taxi, the Uber for I, him. I speak, I speak Chinese. I just, I don't practice enough. So it's one of yeah. those things. Like, I mean, I can book it by myself. I do that. Then when he calls you. Yeah. Well, when I called, when I, I told him where I was. He was just asking me a bunch of other questions that were not relevant. Yeah. I told him I'm here. I'm going to this place. Because that's the question that they asked Voila. Voila. Yeah. Voila. That means I'm coming. You know, I can speak. It's just not. I haven't practiced enough. Yeah. Um. Okay. So what else? Was, uh, aspiring on trial. something I wanted to ask you. Something about. I think it was related to the blog that you're doing. Topics or aim. Mm, no I don't remember it was just before that distributed team Asana nah I don't remember I was something I was going to ask about the about the aspiring entrepreneurs blog but oh I was going to ask how so when you moved to the UK like was there any what what uh, what changes did you go through like moving from Italy to the UK like what informed you in terms of entrepreneurship stuff like that because I know that for me every time I've, I've gone to like another country or another city yeah, and I've spent an extended period of time there it's kind of changed my personality you know because you meet all you meet different people you have different like cultural experiences stuff yeah, like that so like what was that like for you uh, first impression as soon as my flight landed to UK uh, after one week, I did realize that, uh, I, like, my mom wasn't there. Like, uh, I couldn't like uh, cook for myself. And you know, for an Italian, it's a big thing. You know, <laughs> like not being able to cook like your mom does. And so I had to like learn, teach myself all this kind of thing. But like, personality speaking. You need to provide to yourself. You need to motivate yourself. Uh, uh, there's no one that is looking after you. So 
everything is on you, right? So if you're not like, if you're not, if you don't start doing, you don't go to places where you have to go, uh, you, you will tend to like, uh, I don't know, just, uh, just live, right? But you, you need to push yourself, otherwise you will never learn anything. Uh-huh. That's what I did like the first week. I tried to meet as much people as I could to understand their culture and everything. Learning and understanding British uh, English was very really difficult for me at the very beginning because they got a, a quite like different accent from American one. Because uh-huh. I used to watch American TV series, American videos, uh, uh-huh. and I wasn't used to that. <laughs> and it challenged me a lot at the beginning. Did you, uh, have you, are you, did you make connections with people that you think you probably will do business with in the future or something like that? Any, any people from university? University is very difficult to say that uh, you can create like a business uh, connection because mm-hmm. uh, at that period of time, especially students, they just want to party, I would say. Yeah. They do <laughs> not really, yeah, you know, they don't really care about business and everything i mean they say they want to make money uh everybody does but most of them they're not willing to put the effort and when they speak about business it's just words most of the time and uh, that's what i realized unless you met some uh, mba students they are more serious mm-hmm. you know they are more grown up and they start thinking about it seriously uh, i guess it depends yeah, definitely when i was 1920 i was partying way more i was always interested in entrepreneurship but i wasn't like pursuing anything really i was just working and then the shift for me was just to, like when i was 21 and i was thinking about what i'm going to do after school and that's when i started to kind of try to figure out what uh what move i was gonna make next so i it depends i, I would say it would be interesting in the last year when people are going to the last year of university if they start to have a shift and start to be start to start thinking a little bit more about like whether they're going to work or they're going to start their own business but yeah it's normal at 20 i was i was still an animal <laughs> at 20 all right yeah i met like uh for example uh this friend of mine is italian i met him in uk he's coming here to do business we got the same mindset yep. we got the same goal so I made some connection this way, but no lot. Most of them, are, most of the connection that I made uh, are just like, uh, you know, friendship more than business connection. Cool. All right, man. I think uh, I think that's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. End of the podcast. End of the podcast. Um, maybe you want to tell them the website. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to like learn more about me, uh, you can check my website uh, www.aspiring. Uh, how do you say the? It's a dash. It's not a dash. It's just like a hyphen. In the middle. In the middle, right? It's in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, that's a dash. That's a dash. 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 Yeah. So aspiring-entrepreneurs.com, or you can. Uh, Connect me on Instagram, uh, Marcello Di Pierro, or Aspiring Entrepreneurs Official. I got a, an Instagram page there. I'm about to be kicked out of the conference room because we didn't book it. No. Okay, we're good. Uh, yeah, and if you want to reach out to me, it's podcast at sourcefineasia.com. Uh, you want to see the links to Marcello's website and like all the stuff that we talked about in the podcast itself, go to sourcefineasia.com slash made in China. And check out our YouTube channel as well. Just search Source Source Fine Asia on YouTube. 
and uh, you wanna you you get the nuggets, the knowledge bombs that we're dropping. All right, cheers. Bye.